That bloody cat's been here again, vicar. The Reverend Bernard Paltiquet was sitting down to his breakfast as Mrs. Harper imparted this piece of information. Bernard was more interested in putting golden syrup on his porridge than learning about the antics of some stray cat, but was much too polite to say so. Really, Mrs. H, what did he want this time? He wants kicking, that's what he wants. He's probably hungry, poor thing. You must be able to find him some scraps. Couldn't we adopt him? I've always liked cats. Over my dead body, exclaimed Mrs. Harper, the porridge spoon poised precariously over Bernard's head as she doled out the oats. I ate bloody cats. Dear, dear, Mrs. H, well, we won't make an international incident over it, will we? Mrs. Harper sniffed. Hurry up with your porridge, as the bacon and eggs will get cold, was all she said, however. If you had walked past the vicarage, and carried on down to the corner of the road and turned left, you might have entered a pretty crescent called Hallow's Mead. If you'd carried on walking along this crescent, you would have eventually found yourself outside a very odd-looking dwelling called Appleby Cottage. Its strangeness was mainly due to its lopsided appearance, as if the builder was very drunk when he erected it, or the cottage itself had been squashed on one side by a large object from outer space. The windows were pokey, but sparklingly clean, as were the white net curtains hanging in them. This cottage belonged to two equally strange and lopsided women, Vesna and Elvira Rowan. These two ladies, somewhat advanced in years, were, according to all the local gossips, a bit of a mystery. They kept themselves strictly to themselves, and it had even been intimated that they were witches. It was a time of enlightenment in the London of 1954, and so the very idea that witches walked abroad in the borough of Wandsworth was generally thought preposterous. But even so, there were still people who believed in the existence of witches, and the Rowan spinsters were so far removed from day-to-day -day lives of the ordinary people of that particular part of London as to throw suspicion on them. The fact that both Vesna and Elvira actually looked like witches, or at least seemed to approximate to many people's idea of what witches looked like, helped to add fuel to this fire. They were also in the business of dispensing all sorts of strange concoctions to those who came to their door in search of an alternative cure for their rheumatism or backache. And so the rumours continued to build and spread. They even had witch-like names. Vesna was the younger, smaller and better dressed of the two, although that wasn't saying much as Elvira was never seen in anything smarter than a well-worn and stained duffel coat and Wellington boots. Winter and summer alike, this was the outdoor apparel of Elvira Rowan. Vesna sometimes changed into a lighter coat for the summer, and even sported a dilapidated hat with a few sorry-looking imitation cherries on it. This she would wear during the months of July and August as her only acknowledgement that the summer had arrived. 